Yes, you must be pro-life. I'm Martin Isles, and this is the truth of it. I was travelling at the time, so I actually missed my chance to film a response to the overturning of Roe versus Wade in the United States Supreme Court some weeks ago. But I don't want to miss a chance to explain why pro-life is good, why it is right, and why it is non-negotiable for the Christian. Pro-life has welcomed the legal change in America with Roe versus Wade being overturned because it does mean in practice that there will be fewer abortions in America. But for me, that's not the only reason why it's good. It's also good because it is quite true. There is no right to abortion in the US Constitution. The document is completely silent on the matter, as constitutions around the world tend to be. It's not the sort of thing you put in a constitution. It wasn't there. It was never there. It was a fabrication. It's true. It's right that the court says, yeah, it's not there. Okay, so the states can legislate as they please, but it's not in the Constitution. It is also true that no law should sanction abortion because the law should not say that what is wrong is right very simple. And the act of aborting a child is wrong. Law says what's in, what's out. It should be what's right and what's wrong. It's supposed to accord with God's standard of righteousness, so the scriptures say in multiple places. It's not right that it should sanction it. But it's also true that pro-life is good, it is right, and it's commanded by God. God commands, in a non-negotiable way, the advancement of both biological and spiritual life. Two things, right? Are there separate words in the New Testament, bios and zoe? two different kinds of life. And regarding the first, biological life, Genesis 9 holds a really key, uh, a really important key. It says this, God says, I will require a reckoning for the life of man, for God made man in his own image. As for you, be fruitful and multiply, increase greatly in the earth and multiply in it. In other words, make life, not death, and I will judge you accordingly. Children are never given a negative connotation in all of the Bible, only positive. Psalm 127 is well known. It says that children are a reward, that they are a heritage from the Lord. Uh, It says that children are a blessing to fathers. Children are a blessing to mothers. It says grandchildren are a blessing to grandparents in Proverbs. Jesus used children as a metaphor for faith, a metaphor for greatness in the kingdom of God, and a metaphor of himself because of their humility dependence, trust, and lowliness. You remember Jesus said, I'm meek and lowly in heart, right? Condition of entering the kingdom, poor in spirit. He's likening, he used a child as a great metaphor for a number of those key things. God decided to save the world through the birth of a child. Ever since Genesis 3.15, there would be a child that was born. That's what Genesis 3.15 is promising, that would crush evil, that would crush Satan. And Galatians 4.4 says, when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman. Tragically, Because of abortion, we routinely kill our children, and that is clearly evil, and God will judge us accordingly. That's biological life. What about spiritual life? It is possible for a human being to be biologically alive and yet spiritually dead. There are many references, but in Ephesians 2, that's just one. God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. There you go. Romans 6.13 says we should live as those who have been brought from death to life. Spiritual death, spiritual life, both states can exist in a biologically alive human being. But that is why the same evil forces that literally kill children would also seek to see children corrupted and have their innocence robbed from them as young as possible. 
The assault on the innocence of children, the corruption of children, has gathered pace in a very short time, and right now the vanguard of that is the school system and the entertainment system. And I'm sorry to say that there have been institutional systems, some run by churches and some in churches, in the past that have done exactly this, that have, that have also been responsible for great corruption and great stumbling of children. The design? What is it from all these evil people, wherever they find their foothold? If the children must live, then they must be dead towards God. These are all the sick, dark, and twisted designs of death. But it has ever been thus. As early as Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, which I, I think I mentioned just a minute ago, Scripture flags for us a great conflict between good and evil, and right in the guts of it will be a war on human life. The offspring of women, that's what the war will be centred on, climaxing in the war on Jesus, the son of Mary, who it says will crush the serpent, crush evil, although he himself will be bruised. This reality of the way evil denigrates children is everywhere. You look at Pharaoh, given over to satanic influence, killed all the Hebrew babies. That is why Herod, jealous for power, killed all the boys in Bethlehem. That is why children are so frequently at the bottom of the social order and victims of forces of corruption and destruction. I just touched on that. To those people responsible, Jesus said, whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea Woe to the one by whom the temptation comes. Better, he means, than to face God's judgment for such an act. Now, the war on life is very intense, not just in history, but in our day. On physical life, we have politicians who literally throw parties when they pass abortion to birth laws through our parliaments. They are bent on the physical deaths of children. We also have on the spiritual side, sickos in the education system, and the entertainment industries bent on the spiritual destruction of children, the corruption of their innocence, and the, insert, the, the placing of stumbling blocks and temptations in their way to turn them away from what is right. What are we to do? We need pro-lifers to advance the physical and the spiritual lives of children, because it is through the life of people, it is through the creation of life, that God advances his plan. What happened, by the way, when Pharaoh did his worst? God preserved a life miraculously in Moses to advance his plan. What happened when Herod did his worst? God preserved a life miraculously in Jesus to finish his plan for all time. What happened, by the way, when God's people slumped down into a terrible situation in the era of the judges? How did God get them out of that? How did he change the era and the times? He raised up a life, Samuel, through the prayers of his mother, Hannah, and ushered in a new era. It is through life that God advances his plan. Yes, we need to be pro-lifers, and we need to be pro-lifers in the political world, right? And that's something that I've uh, had to do a lot of and a lot of advocacy. And we pray and trust that as America is making great gains, we will continue to see gains here. We've seen small ones. We trust that we'll see more. But we also need to be those who are pro-lifers just in our lives. We need to be those who do have children, as we're commanded to, if we can, if we're married. Uh, we need to treasure the children that we know. We need to pray intently and earnestly for the children in our lives. We need to be involved as best we can in the spiritual formation and the guidance for righteousness of children. We need to protect children. We need to dedicate our children to the Lord to advance his purposes. That is the pro-life life. It is good. It is right. God has commanded it and he hasn't made it negotiable. And it's becoming so, so countercultural. As children drop to the bottom of the social ladder, excluded from more and more places than ever, considered to be an inconvenience, replaced by puppy dogs and kittens by millennial couples, 
I could go on. Do you know something? Boy, oh boy, will Christians stand apart because of their difference on this matter. Advancing the biological and the spiritual life of every child because this is good. And don't forget it. I'm Mark Niles and that was The Truth of It.